All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Human. I'm your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. Today, I'm speaking with Eli, endurance athlete, best-selling author, and someone who previously lived in the white-hot center of Los Angeles as one of America's nightclub greats. He's got his new book, or his debut book, I should say, out, which is unbelievable, called Mask, My Race Through the Belly of Hollywood to Self-Discovery, which chronicles his ultimate odyssey from teen outcast to Hollywood mogul to extreme athletic achievement. And it is, before I bring Eli in, it's one of those books that, I, A, you should read, but also listen. I've done both. And I remember there was, a bit, there was a couple scenarios driving back to my place where I stayed in the car to finish the chapter. So it's one of those books that reads, or if you're listening to it, feels like you're in a movie. And it's just, it, like, it's, it's, it's thrilling in that sense, but it's also really reflective in, in, the, in the sense that we're also learning about ourselves, picking up some good inspiration, some really good valuable reflection throughout the journey. So Eli, welcome to the show. I'm, I mean, I'm pumped to go a little deeper with you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, brother. First question that uh, everyone gets on the show, and I can't wait to hear your answer to this one, is just to set the tone. Like we, you know, I, I provided some of the backstory in your bio, which gives people an idea of, of where you're coming from and what you're working on. But if you put all of that stuff aside, mm-hmm. you know, the the writing, uh, all the stuff you're doing with athletics right now, the clothing, like, who are you? Who are you today? Who's the person? Um, I'm just the person that's trying to be of service at all times, man. That's just where I'm at in my life right now, man. That's just what brings the, uh, the heart warmth and, um, yeah, whatever I can do to help people, motivate, inspire people. That's like what I feel like my calling is and my greater purpose is. And that's what I want to be doing right now. Love it. I mean, I don't normally do this, but I feel like it's appropriate in in this interview with you. But I almost want to ask that same question and ask it just to get the contrast of like, who was the Hollywood Eli? Oh, the Hollywood Eli. Oh, man, that guy was full of ego. That guy was uh, running a nightclub. That guy was lost. But um, yeah, we're in a, you know, we're in a different state of life right now, man. And uh, yeah, the old life is behind. I mean, I think you could pretty much explain the old life a little bit if you would like to. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was my next question. Why don't we want to provide a little bit of context? Because uh, I, I just wanted to kind of put the posts up there to, to show people kind of like where, you know, where the, the Eli that, that you just answered was coming from essentially. And, and, and obviously people know where you're at at this point. There's a hell of a story in between. We don't have to obviously go through the whole, uh, every single detail, but why don't you provide a little summary of what the hell was going on? Yeah, those days. Um, I mean, I kind of started up in the nightlife game, maybe like when I was 17 years old, I'm 34 now and just kind of worked my way up to the top and the bottom didn't have any help from anybody. And Kind of Why ranked. the nightlife scene? Like, what was, how did um, that even start? Like, I think, like, <clears throat> I always wanted to, like, I used to always watch MTV Role Rules and Real World, and I, like, wanted to be on the show, and I was like, oh, I want to be looked up to. Like, I don't know what it was about this show that I liked. I think it was about, like, the athletic part of the show, and then, like, you know, I actually didn't even care about being on the reality show. I wanted to do, like, the athletic things. And then I was just, like, I had worked in some nightclub, like, 
close to my house or whatever. And I was like, shit, this is like where everybody's coming out to. Like, this is where like everybody goes. I bet like in Hollywood, this is like where all the actors are at and all like the celebrities and all the big people. So if I could be the guy that they like pretty much use to get into all these places, then I'll just meet everybody and I'll work my way up to the top that way. And I'll just figure it out. And that was kind of the mentality behind it. And then I just started realizing that all these people that I thought were cool were all coming out and clubbing. So I was like, why not be the guy on top of the club world? that all these people wanted to come to. And that's mm. kind of how like the mentality started. And then, yeah, went through fucking hell to get to the top of that, that industry with no, <laughs> no purpose to the fucking goal left me pretty fucking empty. And, uh, but yeah, man, I, I made it, I mean, I was at the top of the fucking, the food chain in that, in that industry. And, uh, it's not all what it, what it's all made out to be. I'll tell you that much. Well, that's, I mean, that's definitely where like part of, I, I think, where the book really just like holds on to. Cause I mean, whether we like it or not, like we're, we're just attracted to that stuff. It's like, you want to know what's going on. Like even yeah. it's so funny. Cause like, I know you well enough now and we, you know, we've been talking back and forth for, for a few months now. And, and I even find myself like, cause you're, you're, you know, you've got your clothing line out now and I'm, I'm seeing some of the photos posts. I'm like, Oh shit, he knows that person too. And I catch myself. I'm like, it, they're just humans. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting though. Like, what do you think, like, what's the drive there? Like, why are we so caught up in other people like this? I think it's like, there's like this secretness to it, right? Like people like, first off, don't know how, um, like these people got to where they're at and like, they're so like praised upon and like, they're just seeing all this like glory, but they're not seeing the behind the scenes from these people. They're not seeing what these people are going through. They're going through the same shit we're all going through. Like, and people don't understand that they're just seeing the highlight reel that's being posted on the internet or wherever it is on TV yeah. back when social media wasn't there. I think when social media wasn't even around, there was even more hype on it because you wouldn't catch like, it, like to, to see Eminem out or like one of these guys, I was like, oh my God, like it was such a big deal. Now everyone's like, on their like every celebrity's on their fucking stories, every this and that. But there's still yeah. this like, I don't know. I I never used to get excited over it, and I think maybe because I'd been around it a lot. Like I would be like, oh, that's cool. Like that's somebody that like I saw. But I would never be like, oh my god. Like like you know, like act all crazy yeah. about it. And like people are fucking crazy about it. And no matter, I feel like no matter what people like people like me that try to explain that it's still not that they like still don't process it. Right. Because they haven't lived it or experienced. It. And I think with everything in life, like you got to like see it the hard way or you got to do it the hard way. And I think like maybe if I never lived the life that I had lived before, you know, with all the partying and being around all these people, would I still, would I still be like craving like, Oh yeah, like that's the life or like, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Or, you know, so I get it, but yeah, there's like so much information out there now that like the shit is not the life, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's still, I don't know what the exact answer is for that, man. It's just, there's some sort of thrill behind it. I don't know what it is because there's yeah. so much hype built around these people. So it excites people. So if that wasn't really like it for you, like what, I guess, what was the motivator in those days for you? Like what would light you up about just being um, it was like me, it was like my ego man it was like i wanted to be the best at whatever i did so i was in this like 120 percent, and i was like yeah. i'm gonna be the best at this like no one's gonna be better than me i'm gonna have the most celebrities out i'm gonna have the best nightclub i'm gonna have the best chicks i'm gonna have the best car all these things that had no fucking real meaning in life you know what i'm saying and i was so attached yeah. to it but in that time i couldn't i couldn't see it you know what i'm saying at that time that's what was cool to me right and i'm looking at 
guys like David Goggins and all these guys. I'm like, yeah, who's this fucking, who are, they, who are these losers? Like, you know, who cares about this shit? Let's go party, you know? Like, and now yeah. it's like flipped. I'm like, who gives a fuck about who, what this celebrity's dating or who they unfollow on Instagram? Like, I can't believe like this shit's news to people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like, nobody, I don't give a fuck. I want to see who's doing the hard shit now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't, like, I can't get, I can't wait to get into that transition. I mean, that'll probably be the bulk of our conversation, but just, before we do that, like, I think it's, let's just set the stage because there's, there's so much in the book to, that provides the context of yeah. what the hell is going on in your, in, in your world. But like at your peak, like what was like the, what's like a day in the life of, of Eli in those days? Yeah, it was literally like, well, I mean, I guess it depends on what year. Cause I started kind of getting into running towards like the end of 27, 2017, 2018. I always loved working out, but that was it. Like I would just. I'd go out at night. I'd always be like at a dinner. We'd go to like a place called Catch. That's like probably like the most popular spot here. And it was like the most sceny who's who, who's where, who's sitting where. I'd go there maybe with some influencers or celebrities and then just network while I'm there as well. And then after that, take them to the club I was partners at, uh, a club that I was at partners with. And then um, we'd party there then we'd find like the next spot to go to there'd be like an after hours or we go to like some other club that was staying open later and then we do it all over in the next morning i get up and i go work out and then maybe go to a lunch or go to the beach with certain people again and everything was all show it was like who yeah. are you with who are you showing up with who are you bring into the club that's just kind of what it was and that was just like on repeat for me i was like, literally at a restaurant and a club almost every night for like 15 years yeah I, I lived remember like different lives, dude. It was like crazy because I would get up because everyone was still sleeping and I was on the treadmill running like eight to 10 miles. Like this guy's out of his mind because I was yeah. still partying too, you know? That's probably, so was, the, I mean, in a weird way, it's probably the only thing that was kind of like keeping you alive at that point. Yeah. Or and like I, that's, yeah. that one thread, right? Of like, because I mean, throughout the book, at least what I was gathering, there there were those moments of clarity where it was like, okay, hey, that's it. I've, you know, I've got to you know, got to sort something out with the drugs and alcohol and the lifestyle. Like it's, 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 it was, I think you're coming to these realizations that there, it was all catching up to you, but then was, it was never enough yet until like, even, I don't know, yeah. who, I, you changed all the names obviously of the real people, but like, yeah. I think like Dakota, who, which yeah. who was uh, your girlfriend, uh, on and off during those, those yeah. years, like there was those really big moments of, okay, like there were some shifts, but you get dragged in. Like it was just, it wasn't, I guess when I'm, ranting about like it, it felt like it wasn't your time yet yeah right yeah and like when i look back on it all i'm just like fuck how did i like not figure this out sooner but i just it wasn't meant to be at that time and um yeah it was all about like what what looked good exter externally and not internally you know like that's all that mattered at that time where i was like fuck it if i can still get up and show that i worked out even though i'm like fucking yeah. rotting inside and sweating out drugs and alcohol and like just fucking rotting but like I could put up my fucking story on IG to make it look like I had a fucking ball <laughs> last night and I fucking crushed this run and this marathon coming up. Fuck it. People are in like, what's wrong with this guy? He's a full psychopath. We love it. Yeah, exactly. Right. We love it. <laughs> it's interesting. It's like it, what, what kept coming to mind while I was listening to the book was like this, and it might be, it might be a quote in the book or maybe I'm just thinking about, but it was like, it was almost this, like exactly what you just described where like everyone from the outside is like, this is amazing. Like this, mm -hmm. this is the life I strive to, like this guy's got it made. He's, he's hanging out with some of the, the coolest people on the planet or at least perceived, you know, uh, yeah. as, as the most interesting humans. But at the same time, there's like, 
I couldn't help but think like it, it felt like you were a prisoner in Hollywood, essentially, right? Like the outside looked just unbelievable, like exponential potential and opportunity, but really like you're, it's like you're in a jail cell in a way. Yeah. And it felt like I had all these expectations to live up to, right? Like if I'm out one night with, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, then I'm like, fuck, the next night I need to be out with this person. The next night again, and then I'm like, okay, like, well, if I'm with these girls, I got to be out with more girls. It's like, then, and, and then like, I'm ex- like, all these people are watching what you're doing and you're like, ex- like, you feel like you need to like be providing great content and all these like crazy things. And like, I, I, I just didn't care about any of it. It was all for external, external, yeah. uh, I don't even know the words priorities, but it was just like external, uh, situations. Like it was just, I just don't give a shit about any of it now, man. It's just like crazy. Like I just don't like, I just, and it just all that mattered. And everyone in this, I call it like a bubble in LA. Like it's such this small bubble and everyone thinks that in this bubble, which is like this industry bubble that everything, like if you, if you're not at the club or if you're not at this spot, like everyone's going to be like, Oh my God, like nobody gives a shit. Like nobody cares. Nobody cares if you didn't come. It's all in your own head. It's all like really, they just, people don't care. And like when I had left the country, like I remember being like, fuck, nobody gives a fuck about what's going on in LA. Like not one person cares about if I was at this fucking nightclub or out with this celebrity or out with this fucking chick, like nobody cares. No, like this is literally stupid fucking bubble that I'm like feeling like I need to like keep filling, filling like these slots of like, uh, like showing what kind of lifestyle I'm living to people that don't, that don't give a fuck about me or that I barely even know, you know? Hello, everyone. I first wanted to say thanks for being here, and I hope you're enjoying the show. I wanted to let you know if you're interested, I just launched the Better Questions newsletter designed to provide you with a consistent 15-minute opportunity to pause and think because a pause leads to clarity and operating with intention where we all win and thrive. The newsletter is short, simple, and practical, providing you with three quality reflective prompts and mental fitness twice a month. But as always, I'll adjust the frequency based on your feedback. Never forget, at any point, you are always one question away from a completely different life or outcome. You can sign up over at BehindTheHuman.com, which will also give you a free preview of my debut book, Personal Socrates. BehindTheHuman.com. Now back to the show. I'm happy you, you like you, you're you're sharing this because I mean you were obviously like from the bubble perspective like at the top right and there's but there's so many comparables to like really all of us that have small versions of this right where we're, we're putting our like you know even even just I don't care where you live like just the stuff that you're putting on social media like why you know what like what is it that you're is there and I'm not saying that it's all bad, but I'm just saying, like, are you, is there any intention before you hit post, you know, in terms of why you're doing it? And just like even taking that micro pause to think, like, is this, is this for me to help someone? Is this, I just want to show that, you know, I just crushed this run or like whatever yeah. it is, is it your own motivation? But, you know, I'm not here to, to, to say what's right or wrong, but just taking some, some time to think about that, mm-hmm. right? I just love to know, Eli, like, how, what was, what, how did you, how did you pop that bubble essentially? Like, how did you start to make that transition to how you essentially answered, you know, who you are today? I think it was, it was always in me. And I just kind of had this one foot in one foot out the whole time that like I was in, in the industry, but like, I didn't know 
like the industry consumed me, right? I wasn't able to control it. It's like, you know, you're not being able to control your mind. That's it. You're fucked in life. You can't control your mind. Like, that's it. Like once you, yeah. once I was letting the industry control me, like there was no like getting out of it. And then it was just, I always, I always liked helping people. I always loved being a good host. Like I always, I always like, even like when I was still in the industry and I was posting my marathons and stuff like that and seeing like how many influential people were inspired by it, I knew what was lighting me up, but I didn't know like that I would like, I would be like, all right, cool. Can I finally just step away from all this shit? Then, you know, I went through the whole cancel culture shit, came out on top of it. I mean, we'll get into all that stuff. And then, um, then when COVID, the whole COVID situation happened, shut down all the clubs. I was like, fuck it. This is the best time for me to get out of this shit. Right. The club, And I couldn't have FOMO. Right. Like even if, even yeah. if I was out, out of the clubs, the clubs are still closed for like another fucking year till like I had even like had even like reinvented myself and came back and stuff. So that gave me so much time. So like COVID, like the COVID situation is a huge advantage for me. Plus during yeah. that whole time, I wasn't on my phone. I was off social media. I deactivated all my fucking accounts. Like I, I wasn't like people had no idea where the fuck I was. Like I was literally just writing my book, training and didn't even know we had these crazy riots going on. I had, I had no idea anything was going on. I was like in my own fucking bubble. It was like the best time. And honestly, like if that time didn't happen, I might've still been in it miserably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I still, I still would have been in that fucking, in that, that just what I, it's like a toxic hamster wheel is what I call it. You know? Yeah. What were some of the things like during that time where you were disconnected from like your past life, I guess you could say. And it seemed like there was, a lot of time like to still your own mind and just like in reflection and stuff like that. Like, do you remember some of the bigger questions that you were thinking about or journaling on or just like stewing in your mind to during uh, the disconnect? Yeah. Um, I think like during that time I was kind of like, fuck, how am I going to, how am I going to reinvent myself? Right? Like I had gotten into meditation at that time and then I had gotten into like just doing all kinds of practices I was never doing before. And like, I just stuck to them. And then I was just like, fuck, how am I going to reinvent myself? And I was just like, fuck it, keep writing every day and keep running and you'll figure it out. And literally just kind of happen on its own. Like I would just be like mid mile 15 in a run and be like, oh shit, that's how I'm going to do this. Or, oh shit, that's how I'm going to do like, I didn't ever, even when I was writing the book, I had no idea what I was going to write every day. I woke up, I was just like, fuck it, just get on there and put your fingers on the laptop. And I literally had one of my friends staying here for like three, four days. He was over and I was doing some of the writing and he just like looked over at me one day and was like, bro, you haven't moved from there for like an hour. And I've heard your fingers like fucking slamming that keyboard. <laughs> and then he, he's like, and then he looks over, he's like, bro, did you just write like seven, eight pages? And I was like, yeah, he said, how the fuck does any, I was like, I don't know, dude, just shit's coming to my mind. And I'm just cruising. And I had, yeah. no, I had no idea what the topic was going to be, dude. Nothing. I had zero idea, you know, cruise, you know, it was all about just like the main things for me during that disconnect was to get up, meditate and run and the rest will flow. Like that was all it was for me. And like to stay off my phone, no social media, no looking at the news, no nothing. That was it. I changed my phone number for like a couple months. Now I had like two phone numbers, but like I had disconnected my old number. So I didn't have to explain anything to anyone or anything because people were hitting me up like, yo, what happened? Blah, blah. And I was like, fuck this. Like I don't, I, I can't like explain this whole story like 5,000 yeah. times, you know? So I was like, fuck it. When I come back and I have my comeback, like I'll figure it out had no idea how I was going to do any of that either. Like just everything just started coming to me. Well, how'd you have the courage to do even just even the number thing, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot like that. You can say that kind of off the cuff right now. Yeah. And it like, but that's a bigger deal. Like in reality, like think about anyone listening, just think about you literally and, and not even, 
not even having a big life event or shakeup happen, just changing your number, the anxiety that would give most people, myself included. So yeah. like, what was it for you that was like, fuck it, like I'm doing it. Like that's- I had, it, I had that phone number since I was like 16 years old. And I think I had like seven, 8,000 contacts at that time. And I think more people had my number than I had theirs from what I used to do for a living, you know? So yeah. like, I was at my buddy's house and he was just, he saw how miserable I was. And he was like, fuck it. You need it. You should change your phone number and get off social media. And, and then I was like, all right, well, all right, maybe I'll just like go on social media once a day. He's like, dude, you sound like a fucking crackhead. That's like, all right, I'll just shoot myself in the foot with a needle one day instead of like three times. He's like, dude, honestly, like I'm not fucking, I'm not going to be here for you as a friend anymore if you keep this shit up. So I was just like, fuck it. That night I just said, boom, I just, sw- I, I canceled the number, got a new number. And then, um, I think a day or two later, I just wasn't even posting on social and I just deactivated my shit. And then that was it. Nobody knew where I was. I was still here. I was still at my house. I was still grinding, but nobody, I mean, at that time, nobody was really even leaving their house. Everyone was dealing with their own shit. I bet like two weeks later, people didn't even fucking remember what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's how it is. You're always like, whenever anything happens to you, you're thinking about it forever. People are only talking about it for like 10, 15 seconds, you know, and you think everybody's still thinking about it. And that's just how any situation works when you're going through some sort of fucking turbulence or adversity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Always is. I want to go back to that question that you dropped that. How am I going to reinvent myself? Like when you were, when you were thinking about that prompt or that, that, that question, I guess I could say like, was there something before that? Because it's like, you could, you could reinvent yourself in your past life. Like in terms of just, you know, like the nightclub scene or, I mean, the, the Eli that I know now is a very different human being. Yeah. So like, what, what, what was happening before that question? I guess it wasn't even more about, it was more of about a rebrand instead of a reinvent, right? Because I knew I wanted, I knew I was going to come back, but I was like, fuck this. I want nothing to do with the nightlife after everything I just fucking went through. You know, like that was the first thing. So I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea, like, what path I wanted to go on. I, like I said, all I did was just keep running and writing. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep running every day. And when I get back on, I'm going to come back as like this fucking mountain man runner. Like that's what I've been doing these last eight months. I've been running like a hundred miles a week at this point. And like, this is what I'm doing. And it was like so hard for me when I was like tracking my runs to not share what I was doing. Like I had it uploading to like the apps, but it was only for me, like where no one could see it. Cause I was like, I don't want anyone even knowing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like it was really great because the whole time that I had been doing my runs before in the past, it was almost like just to post it. And when this happened, I didn't even know if I was still going to do it, but I ended up grinding even harder when nobody was watching. And that's what made me so happy about the whole thing. And that's when it triggered in my head where I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. Like if I'm still doing this with nobody fucking watching and I'm enjoying it, this is where it's at. Love it. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I keep thinking of 10 miles for breakfast this morning type thing. It's, I mean, it's motivating to post. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, it's motivated. I, I mean, I've sent you texts about it, like even yeah. my own training, right? Like doing some hill climbing on the bike for, for a mountain bike trip that's coming up. And I think of a lot of your posts, like, okay, he's, he's out there. It's like, it's five in the morning and he's out there grinding before the, before the sun's up essentially. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. It's, it's exciting. I wanted to talk a little bit. So let's stay in that transition then. Like what were some of the things that obviously, you know, you deleted your, uh, your accounts and changed your number and whatnot, but just from, 
you know, just keeping your mind clear and, and fit and your, and your body fit, like you're, you're putting in a lot of miles as well. Like what are some of the non-negotiables in your daily routine just, you know, to be at your, uh, you know, at a thriving mental state first and foremost, I guess, and then just make sure yeah. your body's healthy. Yeah. Every single day, like there had to be a morning meditation for at least 20 minutes. Um, I had to read for at least 30 minutes a day and I had to, um, knock out a hundred miles a week and, and like on with running. And then on top of that, I had to do like a, a 60 minute core workout and then either going to doing ice plunge recovery or, uh, like cryo, like that was it. There was no negotiating that. Like I signed the deal with myself every fucking morning and there was no fucking getting out of it. Okay. Fucking day. Like that's what it was. There might be like, if I already hit the hundred miles in six days, okay, cool. Then I, then I have one rest day, but that was it. And like, imagine you're not checking your phone every day or anything, right? Like this is it. Like, I don't like, I had the time to do it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm like, all right, like you can't be no little bitch. Like you're going to fucking do it. So like, there's no, there's no, there's no negotiating out of it. And there was, and like, it literally built, I've always had discipline, but this shit built some other kind of discipline. And especially now with my life, I have so much other shit going on and I still have this discipline. You know what I'm saying? Like now I run like anywhere from 70 to hundred miles a week, like slow week, maybe like 60 at the least. But, um, like if I have a race, like right now I have a hundred mile race on the books I'm doing in October, which is still some time from now, but like, I'm going to go out to Arizona and go just do like a 12 hour night run to run through the night. Cause I've never ran through a full night before. And this will probably be like a 24 hour race. So like, okay. I already have all these like non-negotiable set up that I need to go do before I do it, but I'll be ready before the, the race. I can go jump in a hundred mile now. I, I mean, that's why I just stay ready. I keep training and training and training, but yeah, those were the, those were the three things that like had to, had to be done. The meditation, the reading, Oh, and the writing as well too. But that lasted only for four months. So like the writing was only for four months and like I knocked that thing out in four months and then I got with an editor later on and stuff like that. But it was just, the writing was like an everyday thing too. The only thing I would let myself go by was like one day a week taking some sort of break, but there was still some sort of workout in that day or some sort of meditation. It was like just a little bit of an easier day, but like, I mean, an easier day for me was still like fucking hell for someone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. (laughs) What, um, just given the audience of this show, you know, we're, we're pretty into a lot of the practicalities and details of like, even your meditation or your, what your, what kind of books you're reading whatnot, like what, what was your meditation flow? I guess we're using apps Were you just doing, you know, like what was, what was the actual practice for you? Um, I got into this app called Headspace and I would just use it for the guided. And then I would always play like my own, like 432 Hertz music in the background off of like my Apple, Mm. my Apple pod thing. And, um, yeah, some days I dove in for like an hour and I got really into it, but like, I knew if like I wanted to get the things done, I wanted, okay, cool. I dedicate 20 minutes here. Then on my run, I need at least like five hours if I'm going to go out to the mountains and then like here, then I got to come back and at least write for an hour. Then like I had this whole, routine yeah. and I need like a 30 minute nap and then I need to go back to the next workout. And like, that's just what it is. It's still like that today. So everything's just like really planned out. I'll get up at five and be like, shit, I don't think I have time for everything today. Like I was thinking about, I had a meeting right before we got on and I was like, fuck, do I have enough time? I'm like, all right, just get going. Don't even think about it. Let's just cruise. And then next thing you know, I was like done. Like I had an hour left over that I thought like I would be screwed and crammed in. But, um, yeah, headspace, was very beneficial for me. I still use it to meditate and uh, it's just easy guided meditation stuff and just 
repeating affirmations over and over and over. And especially at that time, I was going through like a really rough time mentally. And like, um, it was all about like my perception of myself and my perspective of myself and my perspective of, you know, the entire situation. And what I'm telling myself is all that matter. I wasn't talking to anybody and I wasn't, I wasn't looking at anything. So that was, it It was just me and me, you know, like that was it. So if I could keep telling myself that everything was going to be okay and, you know, repeating solid affirmations and boom, it was good. I feel like I I wasn't sure if we're going to go here, but I mean, I feel like it just makes sense to provide some context on, I mean, there's, you went through enough just in general, let's just say with the lifestyle that you're living and like the drugs and alcohol and that whole just environment. But what we haven't talked about was probably, you know, the, the, the tipping point at the end, uh, which is the whole, I mean, provide as, as much or as little detail as you'd like, but essentially, uh, someone died. You know, yeah. after being, you know, in, in your house, uh, no, no, it wasn't and, in my house. No, no, the, the, that they were in your house. Oh. And then after, yeah, after the yeah, fact, something yeah, happened, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You got, you've been, I mean, you got, and I think still are continued to be pulled through this in some capacity, but I mean, go ahead uh, provide. Yeah. The I mean, I, I kind of dive in deep with this on the book and I just got thrown into a scandal I had nothing to do with. And, um, you know, it was an unfortunate, sad situation that someone had died, but yeah, I just got accused of shit I never did, man. And that was like the roughest thing I'd ever gone through in my life. And like, I, it was, I, I hit rock bottom when that happened. That was like the most rock bottom I had gone through. And I was just like, fuck, okay, like, cool. If I did something wrong, I don't give a fuck. I'll go out there and be like, fuck it. I fucked up. This is what yeah. happened. But what was put out there was completely negative and false. It was all misleading. And like, they did a really good fucking job at it. And that's when I was like, fuck it. I'm going to disconnect. I'm going to figure out how I have my comeback. I'm going to put the truth out there. And whether I didn't give a fuck what the outcome was, I just wanted to put the truth out there. That was all yeah. it was for me. And like, um, you know, it turned out super fucking well on the public stand of things and social media side, like, I'd say like 99.9999% of people are like, fuck it. We're with Eli. Like this guy didn't do anything wrong. You guys flipped yeah. the whole fucking story. And, um, yeah, I mean, that whole situation was a blessing in disguise for me though, man. Like I honestly, like if that didn't happen, I don't think like my whole lifestyle would have flipped, you know, going through this whole cancel culture thing and going through this adversity that built my resilience up to be so fucking strong because majority of people would not have been able to come back. They would have been, they would have been hiding in a, am I still here? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. They would have been hiding in a, they would have been hiding in a box, dude. Like it's just, it it was just so rough. Like how much I got attacked, you know? And it was just, yeah, that was, it's funny because when I look back on the situation, like I don't even like, I remember being at like complete rock bottom. I don't remember like how, like how fucked up I was that I was fucked up. I had looked in the mirror a few times and been like, fuck, this is what it feels like to want to kill yourself. Like getting blamed for something you didn't fucking do. And like, not really at that time there wasn't, they did such a good job at spinning the whole story that it was like, whatever I would say at that time would look like I was just defending myself. So I said, fuck it, an apology on the internet for, my language and state that I didn't do any of these things and everything was gossip. There was no facts to what was being said mm-hmm. on there, you know? And like, so anyone that had somewhat of a brain was able to dig into it and be like, Eli didn't do anything. You guys want to be mad at him for a language? Fuck off. Like, you know, like I got a potty mouth, man. Like this is who I am. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I don't do bad by people. I might talk a lot of shit, 
but I'm not doing wrong by people, man. And like, that's, yeah, that's who it is, you know? And like, dude, like you go through anybody's phones nowadays, dude, like people are talking insane, you know what I'm saying? And then they try to twist it and turn it like somebody ends up dying or this happens and they just take your text out of context. that have nothing to do with the situation to make it look that way. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. So in the, in those, I mean, in those darkest moments, I mean, I, yeah. I can imagine there's probably like even your, your mind is probably in, in, in its own survival mode. So I'm not surprised that you don't remember a lot of the details there, but like, do you remember, like you mentioned some of these affirmations, but like for someone that is, um, and there's no, like, we're always in our own situations, but people that are hitting rock bottom. And I felt that as well in different contexts, like, yeah, what was some of that mental self-talk for you that, cause it's literally like moment by moment, you know, like you're, you're talking about within a minute, like you need yeah. whatever you can do to pull your mind out of, you know, in that moment, in that moment, man, it was like, I knew I didn't do anything wrong, right? But you keep reading negativity over and over again. You're like, fuck. Yeah, like, did I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, wait. And I'm like, no, like, you didn't. Like, I was like, I didn't do anything. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, but you keep reading, like, this negativity over and over again. You get down on yourself. And then when you step yeah. away from it, you're like, I didn't fucking do anything. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are these people talking about? And these people don't even know. They have no knowledge on the situation they're speaking about. So those are yeah. things I would tell myself. I'm like, look people only have this negative, false, one-sided story. And that's what I had to tell myself, right? Like I hadn't came out and spoke about anything yet. I hadn't really put much out there other than saying like, hey, I'm sorry for my language. And look, this is not what happened. This person didn't die at my house. Like, you know, this whole thing's been twisted. I didn't set this person up. Boom, that's it. But now they have like this whole twisted story on one other side. I had to tell myself that, look, Cause when I would run into people, they're like, you need to get your, you need to get like this side of the story out. I'm like, well, there ain't two sides of the story. There's the negative false story. And then there's the truth and I'm going to put the truth out there. And like, that's yeah. what I said. Like, I, like they're like, you need to do it now. And I'm like, no, I'll do it when like, I'm ready to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've already been disconnected from the fucking world and people have already said the worst shit about me. That was one thing I would tell myself over and over, man. I'm like the worst shit has like, this is like the worst that can be said about somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is it. If you're able to deal with this, you can fucking deal with any fucking bullshit that comes in your life. And then I just kept telling myself over and over, like, look, you get through this, dude. This is going to build you up to be stronger. You know, you didn't do anything wrong. And you'll fucking, you know, these motherfuckers won the battle, but they ain't winning the war. And I'm going to come back. And I don't, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a fighter, man. Nobody's, nobody's taking me out on lies. And I will keep going. And you can't defeat a motherfucker that never quits. So, like, that's my mentality. And... I just had to believe in myself, bro. That was it. Like, I just kept saying, you know, like, whatever's meant to happen is going to happen. And until then, you just keep working on yourself and the rest is going to flow. Like, that was it. Just work on yourself, get yourself better. And that's it. And that was me getting sober. And that was me, like, trying to transitioning my life out of, like, this nightlife mogul dude into this, like, you know, outdoorsy, running, positive, influencing, you know, type of person. And I was always that person though, that liked to influence people and motivate them. But this was like a huge transition for me. Nightlife is all I knew. I did this since I was 17 years old. Like I was like, what the fuck am I going to do now? But I made enough connections in my life and had enough impact and influence on people that I was like, fuck it. I can do whatever the fuck I put my mind to. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about, I mean, I definitely want, cause there's, there's some links to what you're doing now that I'm curious to mm-hmm. explore. Um, and, and one of those things is you just released, uh, or you partnered with, with some people, uh, you can, you can fill in the details, but essentially yeah. there's a, a clothing line that yeah. you're involved with that 
um, just for context, or this is my perspective on this, it's kind of bringing you back into, mm-hmm. the past, I don't want to say past world, but like with some of the, some of the characters of the past world, right? Like celebrities and whatnot yeah. and so forth. And I remember, I think it was on one of our calls, uh, when you, when you had the launch party, it was so, it was just so, I had just finished the book. So it was so interesting to see the difference because here, not too long ago, you know, now post, post, uh, that, that past life, I guess you can say, and you're doing the launch party and like you have your own non-negotiables. Like this isn't a launch party that's going into four or five, you know, eight, eight AM in the morning type thing. Like there was rules that you set up. So anyway, I'll say it was kind of cool to see those, some of those boundaries, but I'm just, I guess the question Eli's is like, how's it been? Like, what, like, what are you mentally navigating now kind of stepping into some similar territory? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, after I, you know, me and my partner, Sasha, we, uh, we launched a, a brand out here in LA and, um, you distorted know, people. yeah, distorted right. people. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, like I knew that we were going to have to do events and stuff like that. And the first thing I told him was like, fuck that. I don't want to do any of the events. And he's like, well, this is what you're good at, dude. And I was just like, well, I said, dude, I haven't done anything like this in like two years. And then I was talking to a few of my friends. They're like, bro, everyone's going to support you if you fucking do. I tell you right now, like it's going to happen. So it was like putting my feet into old waters again in a sense. And I was just like, fuck, man. I was like, all right, whatever. Fuck it. Let's just see how it goes. Like, if I don't like it, then I won't do it anymore. And like, that's it. I'll move on with my life. And like, you know, like, this is not what I'm going to do. And like, we have a team that like, you know, runs the social media and this and that. So I can get them to do the events. But the second my name's on something, I'm like, fuck it. Like I have to do it now. Like I know like that my name's on it now. And like, I need to, like, I'm perfectionist when it comes to these things. And like, so yeah, we, you know, I just dabbled back into hitting people up and, you know, um, it was great feedback. The event was dope. It ended between 11 and 12 anyway. And like, that was it. And like, I'm able still now to go to dinners and show up to events and stuff like that and still be around all these degenerates and like these people partying and like, it just like, it doesn't bother me. And I don't, I don't judge them either. I just go, fuck, thank God. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Cause in the moment they're having fun, but I talked to them the next day and they're fucking miserable. You know, like it's like like clockwork because I was the same. It's all like a temporary, it's all a temporary high, the whole fucking thing, just being out and the excitement of it and the drugs and the alcohol or whatever it is. And it's just like not fucking worth it to me anymore, man. And like, I haven't done, I haven't drank or done drugs in over two years, like almost two and a half years now. So it's like, yeah, I just, I don't care about it, bro. Nothing. I've been around enough times again, man. And like, I just don't care about it. Like it just, anything that alters my body now, I don't want to do unless it's like voluntary suffering, voluntary suffering, sign me the fuck up. I'm putting my body through hell, but like (laughs) anything substances, like I'm good, you know? Yeah. Well, I imagine too, like just having, you know, gone through like the, 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 the lows of the lows, you probably had like you 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 also have exposed like your true tribe like the people that, sure. that are still there right like yeah you know you obviously like you said you you know probably like eight thousand contacts type thing I mean you had a yeah. lot of people um but you know who the real people are are for you in your life at this point which is yeah and as long as you're always living your authentic self the right people will gravitate towards you man and like that's just what I learned throughout this whole transition and like I met so many newer cooler people and i met a lot of great people in the fucking industry that i still talk to till today like you know like there might have been fucking 90 percent shitty people but there was 10 percent really fucking great people you know and that's anywhere you go but 
I met some really cool people that I still in contact with. And, you know, my whole past still gives me a ton of opportunity today to do new things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's amazing, man. I mean, we could probably jam for hours. I mean, there's, there's obviously so many details to the story that we, we didn't cover, but I mean, that's why you wrote a book. And, and also, yeah. like I said, I'd pick up that audio, uh, yeah. audible version because you did, you, you did use a different style to it where there was, uh, someone narrating, you'd pause in between chapters and kind of do an interview, uh, in between. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was fun. There there was a lot of additional uh, detail there that I think just provides some nice flavor to the to the chapter. So uh, everything will be linked in the show notes. But the I guess the last question that that I've got I have for you is just like what's what excites you about the journey ahead? Like what's what's lighting you up these days? What's, what what puts a smile on your face? <laughs> um, crazy Besides your cold punch, it's like it's 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 like the daily grind. Like I fucking get fucking hyped up to be like, yeah, tomorrow I get to wake up and like get up at four in the morning and go fucking suffer 20 miles in the mountains. Like that's the type of shit that hypes me up, man. Like it's funny, like nothing, nothing you would like imagine this hyping me up doesn't hype me up. But I think it's about like this daily grind that I'm in. Like I literally get stoked to go jump in the cold plunge and go run. And then while I'm doing it, I'm like, fuck both of these things. But then I get like just as excited the next fucking day to do it. It's, it's just like a hate love thing. And like, um, yeah, that's like where my real love is, man. And I swear, like straight into voluntary suffering, like something about it. And then in the moment, it's fucking miserable, but that's how we call it type two fun. But yeah, other than that, like all the projects I'm working on, they're fun, man. And, um, you know, just the brand, the clothing brand. And, you know, eventually I want to write another book and that's just going to be, you know, be some time down there. I need some years to build up because I just like everyone's always like, where do you see yourself? It's not and like... Dude, I don't know. Like, I got no fucking idea. Like, there's just so many, like, every month, like, there's just crazy different opportunity. And I'm like, wow, I would have never thought I would have been doing that. So, like, I just, I can't tell you yeah. what the fuck you're doing. You know, that's just how this this world is out here. Well, that's the magic, though, when, at least I find, like, when, you, when you're flowing in the right direction and you're aligned and you've taken some time to think about that, then the right people show up. Mm -hmm. And you also see like there's there's a mental clarity that I think a lot of the population just does not have because you're on autopilot, you know, most of most days. But when you can pause that and and actually tap into like, yeah, this is a shit that I really want to be doing. Then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, these people show up, this opportunity shows up and then like you see it, you see the path, right? Yeah. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah, well, man. I mean, I've really enjoyed uh our relationship, our chats back and forth. I mean, I, I just look forward to continue, uh, you know, developing that, that journey with you wherever that lands. Uh, who knows, but I mean, you're, you're pretty inspiring human. The stories is, 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 is quite wild. Your comeback is, is, uh, is also very inspiring. And, and it's just all from, from what I can feel from a place of like real authenticity. And, uh, I just want to thank you for, I want to thank you for not giving up on you in those dark yeah. moments and, and coming back. And because of that, you know, you're touching the lives of, of, of a lot of people. Yeah, man. I think not giving up on myself is giving so much hope and inspiration to people that are going through rock bottom situations and stuff. Because once you look at like what I went through and they're like, fuck, if that guy can fucking come back from this type of shit, I need a man to fuck up and get over what I'm, whatever I'm dealing with. And uh, I get so many messages about that type of stuff, man. And I'm just like, fuck yes. You know, like, I'm just like, fuck, yeah, 
that's it. I did my job, you know, like it's done. The best is to leave this off is like, if I ever go to an event or something and like the people that are like really in the scene still, they'll come up to me and be like, yo, fucking read your book, bro. Like I'm fucked up, but like you didn't deserve that shit, dude. And like your book inspired the fuck out of me. I didn't get my shit together. And I'm just like, I'm like, yo, if I can touch people in that world, I was <laughs> yeah. being done, you know, like that's where it's at, you know, and even if they're, still, they're still in the, in the rut of whatever they're doing, dude. Like I had, I had some sort of touch on their life, you know? Yeah. It's those touch points. There's, they're so yeah. valuable and everyone's different. Everyone needs a certain amount and, and you know, you can't predict that. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's inspiring. And like I said, thanks for being you and, and believe in yourself and we'll see where the journey goes. Be well, okay, bro. Thanks for having me on. If anyone out there, you're going through some rough shit. You think it's the end of the world. It's not. Keep pushing forward. Keep fighting. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to put the fucking work in and keep going. Fuck what everyone else is doing and saying. Do you. Boom. Get in the mountains and then jump in the tub. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>